2: You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now, it's time to drop some knowledge.
3: Okay, we are live, but we gotta let it breathe just for a moment as we bring in our Facebook brothers and sisters here, and then we'll get this party started officially. Thank you for your patience tonight, gang. I promise you I have a good excuse this time, all right, a real good excuse. Um, but yeah, welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle and powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow, I guess you are a football priest. You're as much a football priest, John, as me, or Zach, or, or myself, but it's the podcast podcast Producer extraordinaire, Buona Beast, a.k.a. John
4: Cronenberg. John, what's good, dude? Have you had a good weekend? I've had a great weekend. Uh, Had fun doing the podcast that we did the other day. Had fun doing uh, MHI yesterday as well as really had a great time with DVDD uh, this most recent Friday. So make sure you're checking those guys out as well. But again, great weekend. Spent uh, some of it moving, unfortunately. But hey, it's always worth it in the end when you're helping friends and family move.
3: Yeah, and just don't be the guy that buys a truck because the friend or the brother or the cousin or the nephew that owns the truck always gets the call when it comes time to to move. But yes, welcome in everybody. And as you can see, I am in a new place. Now, this isn't complete. I am in the new studio, all right? It might sound just a little bit echoey tonight. If you hear some echoes, it's because it hasn't been soundproofed. In fact, over my right shoulder, you see that little stack of dark, stuff like right here. I'm pinching it. that. All right. That's a bunch of soundproofing that's going to be going in over the next day or two that frankly, after we got everything moved in here and this desk slapped together, just ran out of time to get that stuff set up. So it might be a little bit echoey, but I don't think it's going to be bad enough to bother anybody. But yeah, we're finally in the the new studio. We're just getting started. Uh, Surrounding me, you can't see it, but surrounding me are a lot of guitars, a lot of amps, I'm going to be setting up all the Broncos stuff. It's going to be my little uh, nerdy man cave, officially MHH Central. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into this thing. So I'm just glad to finally be podcasting live to you. And I have this set up, John, as its own little command center. I'm not tied to my home and my family, my kids Mm -hmm. streaming on, you know, uh, whatever, Netflix or Xbox, PlayStation 5. It's got its own router. I'm loaded for bear on this hunt.
4: I have one question. When are we going to start hearing some music then? It sounds like you have everything going. Are things, you know, now that Theo's, you know, starting to get up a little bit in time, you know, growing a little bit older, is there some music coming down the pipeline? We need to know that. That is for sure. Oh, yeah. I have
3: about 20 songs that I have demoed. And by demoing, it just means that these are songs that I've written that I record. And then I just record the drums and music, all right? And then what I do is I pop it in my, in my uh, car and I listen to it, all right? And as I listen to it, I come up with vocal melodies and then I'll write lyrics to those vocal melodies. So it's part of my writing process, part of my demo process. And so I have, golly, I bet 20 to 25. And so my plan, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to record about eight to 10 songs at a time, put them up as like little EPs, probably eight at a time. Uh Uh, Put them up on like Bandcamp and YouTube. It's going to be a separate thing. It's just my little passion project. It's something I've done since I was 16 years old. I used to be a touring musician. I used to uh, strive anyway to make a living. Very few musicians actually make a living as a musician. But I really tried hard. uh, And so now it's just a passion project. So, John, to answer your question, yes, in the very near future, that was half the reason I had this studio built. The other half, of course, being a command center for all things podcast, MHH Central.
4: Perfect. Well, I'm very excited. Uh, looking forward to hearing that music when we get the chance. If you don't use some hidden name, like a buona beast kind of thing, change your name from, you know, Jonathan Kronerberg. you know, you, Chad Jensen, you know, hiding your name. We, I understand how you, you know, sometimes you want to do that. I've already named the band. It's Mile High Priest. I'm just kidding. That's not the, that's not the name mm-hmm. of the band.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um. Hey Dave, just want to say, Hey, as you're coming in here, um, we got a real quick one from our pal Chad. Do you have a nickname for you your new space? Not yet.
3: Open to suggestions. Open to suggestions, guys. Get them in. Well, uh, we're, we're happy to accept suggestions on that topic, and you know, maybe we can get even a sign put up but for the for the for the one we like the most. I can get a nice little uh, sign put up somewhere where it's in the back. You guys can see that. So, come up with something. But guys, tonight, real quick, John, we'll uh, we'll get into more talking. I mean, anyone else is curious about the studio. I will be doing some fun stuff video-wise to show you what it is and stuff, just not right this minute. Um, But before we get to that, we're going to talk top five corners, all right? We're still doing Broncos best ever. We're going to go through John's and my top five Denver Broncos corners ever. But first, John, I got to get your take on this. All right, so nothing hugely momentous has happened or changed on the Aaron Rodgers front, all right? But as we sit here on July 11th, Aaron Rodgers finally actually took to a microphone and said something more than or beyond. I don't know. We'll see. So he's been making the rounds doing these celebrity golf tournaments, all right? Everyone saw last week he did the one with Tom uh, Tom Brady. Uh, just over the weekend, he did the American Century Championship, and of course his future was broached, and here's what he said. He actually kind of sketched out, if you will, a little bit of a timeline. Quote, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this week, and then I'm going to get back to working out and figure things out in a couple of weeks. Now, John, close quote. John, what coincides with a couple of weeks? There's, there's there's a little uh, something happening here in a couple of weeks. What do you think that is?
4: And that's training camp is, is getting underway. And that that starts to make things add up. Uh, maybe that Rodgers is planning to come into training camp, and is it, but no matter what, it's showing that there that's a key date, and that's when Rodgers wants to get going with this decision on is he a Packer, is he a Bronco? He wants to get this settled as training camp is starting to get going. He can miss those first couple of days as everyone's saying hello, learning about each other, But once things start to get going, he wants to be there for the team building components and be there for the bigger, bigger steps. Well,
3: it's like we've uh, speculated before on the podcast. You know, this comment half makes me wonder whether our jokes about him trying to kind of follow in the footsteps of Brett Favre in terms of Brett year after year vacillating publicly on "Eh, I might retire. So, hey, Packers, you know, don't bother me. If I want to play football, you'll be graced with my presence when training camp comes. Basically, the Packers eventually got wise to that and realized he just didn't want to show up to the off-season program for Sam Hill, anyway. And maybe that was that. Maybe that's it. Maybe Rodgers all along has just been planning on. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in shape. I'm gonna do the things I want to do uh, after getting my butt handed to me by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks in the NFC title game, and then I'm gonna show up for training camp when a, enough. Time has passed, and but the problem with that, John, that theory is there have been some quite apologies. I've got this fly running around in here. Um, There's been so much acerbic rhetoric, all right, that has gone back and forth between Rodgers, various Packers guys, from the team president Mark Murphy to the GM Brian Gutekunst, and even uh, uh, Matt Lafleur, excuse me, the head coach. Hasn't said anything controversial in any way, shape, or form, but everyone's kind of waded into this thing. I I do think all the Aaron Rodgers beef is real. My question now, though, is I wonder what that means to him, get things figured out, because, you know, look, he doesn't really have control outside of, okay, I'll show up to training camp. If Unless he shows up to training camp, the Packers up to this point, John, and then we'll grab Edward here, they are so far seem adamant about playing hardball. They're not going to trade him.
4: And and why should they want to trade him? And, and, you know, for them, they're playing hardball, too, as you're saying, with Favre. And, like, in in that past, that's just been a a negotiating tactic between these teams. Uh, But I don't think, you know, if it had to do with money or if it had to do with – uh, Rodgers wanting time off i think he would have straight up just told them i want more money and i think he would have received the additional funds and if he wanted time off and didn't want to start training camp and needed some t- extra time i think if he just asked for it the packers would have said that's okay too so there has to be something more to this than just uh just you know saying i want some extra time off anything like that i i want to give you some b- bad publicity there has to be something more to this than that
3: Well, that's why I agree. And that's one of the, I don't want to put words in the mouth of our, of my partner, Zach Kelberman, but that's one of the uh, points of demarcation we've had on this subject is he's kind of very much chalked a lot of this up to Rodgers just wants more money. And I really have thought throughout, especially after the Packers uh, publicly, we, you know, it broke in the media that they made him another substantial offer. And by another, I mean, he's already a top six paid quarterback. And it was just very recently that he got the new contract. And so after this, to try and smooth things over, they came to him and made him an offer and it didn't move the needle. And you got to imagine that if it's a new offer, he's already top six. It probably at least puts him in the top three. And he said, no. So that tells me it's not about the money, Uh, but let's grab this super chat real quick from Edward. Then we'll get to our matters of business. Edward Keating, a bona fide super chat superstar here at MHH. And also, been helping out on Facebook as a moderator on the MHH Superfan Facebook group. So thank you, Edward. And by the way, Edward, dude, I think it's time that we get you a new t shirt. Don't you think? Why don't you reach out? Shoot us a. You're so consistent, man. You, you know, you support everything we do here from the pods to, you know, doing your part to moderate the conversations. And then you want to talk about being acerbic. I mean, that, that, uh, any Facebook group sometimes can go a little bit off the rails. And so, Edwards, you know, rolling up his sleeves, getting down in the muck and trying to keep people from, you know, being at each other's throats. So, Edward, shoot me an email, bro, and uh, let's figure out a T-shirt for you or a hat, whatever you want. little something, something as a small thank you from us. But he says, what's up, Chad and John? I just got my Justin Simmons jersey today, so excited and ready for the season. Only two more months. Rodgers is not coming to Denver. I still will love to come back I still will love to come back on. I'm not sure we need our uh, syntax interpreter Zach Kelberman for that. I'm not sure what you meant there, but he says, uh, goes on hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Lock 2021. Let them hate Denver Broncos for life again. That's two lives. So Edward is Denver Broncos for this life and Denver Broncos in the life to come. That's fandom jump.
4: Yes, it is. And Edward, I just want to say, I appreciate all the times we talk on Twitter. We talk, uh, plenty other ways. So, uh, Edward, you know, I, I just want to say I appreciate it. Really glad you went with the Simmons jersey because I feel like sometimes, you know, those are expensive investments. I think you're going to rock that jersey for five years. Plus, Simmons is going to be a player that Broncos fans are going to idolize for the future. And that's a great selection for your jersey as well. Um, so, yes, we're even with coming close to, uh, to uh, football with two months, more more months. I'm very excited and uh really appreciate uh you donating your uh, donating as well.
3: It will be here before you know it, but guys real quick, we got a lot more to get to any of you any of your topics I see multiple super chats that are ready to go. We'll get to everybody topics questions we also if we have time want to go through our uh, you know Broncos best ever we wanna get to our top five corners and John and I have not discussed this yet. I don't know who's on his list. he doesn't know who's on my list exactly in the order. So that'll be fun. We'll get to that here in just a moment. First, quick matters of business. Make sure you are connected with us on social media, starting with Twitter. Follow the Huddle Up podcast, at Huddle Up Pod. Our main account, The Mothership, at Mile High Huddle. If you're following those two accounts, you will not miss anything relative to our podcast programming, giveaways, polls, announcements, things like that. And you won't miss any breaking Broncos news and analysis if you're following at Mile High Huddle. John, our producer on Twitter at John K M H H myself at Chad and Jensen. And then don't forget Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL. Also check out, uh, following us on Facebook. And when I say us, there's a mile high huddle Facebook page. That's got about pushing a hundred thousand followers. And then we just launched about two months ago, our little baby huddle up podcast, Facebook page. And John, we're pushing 3000, but I mean, that's a drop in the bucket of how many people listen to this show on a daily basis. So we need as many of you as possible. Even if you're not huge Facebook users, we need as many of you as possible to navigate to facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. I tried to use get huddle up pod John for Facebook. It was already taken. Someone swooped it, but nevertheless, facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod and give it a like and a follow. And we got some big plans for that page, but we got to wait till we get it to scale. Now that means is we need the following to be at a certain point. That we're going to kick into some unique content for the followers of that page. And then also, in so doing, you get uh, entered into our weekly raffle. You get randomly selected to get a hat, a t-shirt, a little something, something. So we appreciate those of you who have taken our call to action and done that. Also, guys, kindly consider becoming a supporter of MHH on Facebook. If you are a supporter, you no doubt were disappointed that we had to cancel the Trickle Zone on Saturday because Eric... Act of God knocked out the power, so he was basically in the dark, couldn't stream. And, of course, Zach's on vacation, so no Kelberman's Corner. This was a very unique weekend. But we did have Bronco's Book Club, continuing with yours truly, continuing to uh, mow through uh, the Elway, A Relentless Life book. It's a lot of fun. But if you subscribe as a supporter to MHH on Facebook, liking and following, that's free but to become a supporter, click the big blue button at the top. It's five bucks a month. You get access to that VIP premium video pod content, excuse me, and you help keep the lights on at MHH. Appreciate all of our super supporters over there. And then the merch store, huddleuppod.com, get your swag on, get a little something, something, support the cause. And if you're not able to do those things, gang, trust, we're just stoked to have you with us. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you're subscribed. All right. Like this video, huge, crucial. That's the one thing everyone can do to really help us out organically. Like this video, especially if you're on YouTube, Facebook. And then, hey, if you think John and I and Zach, if we're doing a good job for you, or at the very least, you respect the effort, share this video on your social, help us continue to grow, reach those new like-minded Broncos fans, just like you.
1: Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500 or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade.
0: Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates.
5: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born or born a girl. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, John, who do we got that's been uh,
3: patient- patient boy or girl waiting for
5: we have sam bam
4: waiting with a five dollar super saying what's up broncos country 63 days until we start our playoff season by rom- uh by rom- uh, by romping the giants go broncos appreciate that sam bam with the five dollars and you know what i i think we should give another t-shirt away i think you know sam. i'm never on here he's I- yeah Talk about Sam here a
3: little bit. I think Sam already has one coming his way. Oh, okay. I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, Sam, didn't we? Yeah, I got it right here, and it's in the wind. So Sam, you do have a shirt on your way.
4: Um, I want to give away a t-shirt though. I never worry. on. We'll so do. What, it. We'll do it. So we'll, after Sam Bam, whatever's the next super, I think we're just going to go ahead and go with that as a. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do it. Ahead. Let's do it. I like it. But Sam, thank you, my friend. And yes, you got a t-shirt coming
3: your way, brother. Um, he's uh, look. It's kind of funny, you know, the Giants, <clears throat> Broncos open this year against the Giants, and it's, you know, a little bit of a uh, reunion of sorts. You got Pat Shermer returning to the Big Apple, the very team that he was the head coach, and going against the quarterback, he played a big part in drafting and Daniel Jones. And, John, it was fun. Over the weekend, I did a little sit-down with the uh, publisher of the SI uh, Giants page. It's called Giants Country with Patricia Trenav. And she does a great job. She's also the co-host of their Locked On uh, Giants podcast. She does a great job. And there's obviously this time of year, optimism, right, runs high for all NFL clubs. This is going to be our year. But there is a genuine buzz about these Giants that people are sleeping on them. But just similar to that, uh, I almost called you that, John, similar to the Broncos situation. Hey, there's some talent there. There's some intrigue, but that team is only going to go so far as its quarterback takes it, similar to the Denver Broncos with Drew Locke.
4: I, I agree with you there. They definitely have the opportunity to take some big leaps. The defense—they've made some good signings. Uh, they were even made were able to make Yadam uh, something that was be to be useful. Uh, if you remember the former Bronco, so I think you know the giants are definitely excited and ready to go. And uh, we'll definitely see if uh, if they're if they're ready for us.
3: Boise man, winner winner chicken dinner. Boise man. You've been with us a long time. It's been a minute, John, since we've seen Boise Man, at nice. least on Super Chat. So, welcome back, dog. Hope you've been well. Hope things are going good in your life. But hey, as a small thank you for supporting the show, we want to give you a t shirt, all right? Faux free. So, shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com, and give us your address and your t shirt size. We'll get that out to you, dude. Thank you for supporting us here at MHH and the Huddle Up Pod. He says, "What's up, fellas? Work has been crazy lately, so I've been listening after the fact. See, I never questioned that he wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. I never questioned that with all of our great, key, pivotal community members, um, but still enjoying the show. Any sports left for the fa- any spots left? Excuse me for the fantasy football league. If so, I want a spot. Keep it up, Denver Broncos for life. Yeah. So, Boise man, on that topic, that's something that is being spearheaded by John. Uh, John, gee, I'm getting all the names screwed up. Today. By Zach." Zach will be back for tomorrow night's show, so what I would suggest is uh, just there's a few spots already claimed on it, but there's as far as I know, there's still it's still pretty wide open. So uh, just keep it locked yeah. here, and we'll, I uh, we'll ahead, get you in.
4: I went ahead and made a note of it, so uh, we'll we'll get you in there definitely. You'll be able to play, and uh, excited to go against you as well. Yeah, see, I wish I had the time,
3: dude. I I have the time to manage a lineup. Uh-huh. I don't have the time to, you know, I should say to set a lineup, but I don't have the time anymore to manage the team. You know, like it's some big deal. I mean, do you remember the movie Step Brothers? And mm-hmm. uh, uh, John C. Riley's character is is you know kind of getting to know his new stepmom. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I coach a football team. What kind of little league? No, fantasy league. <laughs> <laughs> no, I manage a football team or a, a baseball team. What kind of? Anyway uh it does take more time than you think though and i just don't have it anymore so i won't be participating this year but john will be zach will be i'm sure a few of the other mhh guys so uh zach what's up dude burn the guitarist everyone has met zach we had him on the show not too long ago it's good to see you brother says hey guys hope all is well chat love the new space but those walls are looking a little bare not for much longer my dog there will be some glorious Broncos stuff that'll be up, and some MHH stuff on one side. On the other is going to be all my music stuff. Uh, I'm looking right now at about twenty grand in guitars that are stacked up here. I've been saving up a long time, and guitars. I don't don't just go buy these guitars. These are guitars that I've had for a long time. So, uh, and I know Zach, for you in particular, that would be of, of interest to you. But I've got some nice little vintage pieces I'm looking at right now. I'll show you guys some of that stuff down the road, but. But yeah, dude, don't worry. The space it's going to be much more lived in. It's going to be much more, uh, you know, it's going to have some panache in the in the very near future. But today was literally, John. I called him. at uh, I think it was five fifty eight. I said, yeah. John, dude, I just got done moving everything and setting up the desk. I Got the backdrop up. I got my desk ready to go. That's it. I'm hopping in a quick shower because I'm sweating my you know what off. We got to kick it back fifteen minutes. So that's literally how how long. This uh, desk has even been here so soon.
1: Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out in the town or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500 or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative Canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.
0: Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates.
5: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a a girl.
4: Yeah, uh, let's get Dale in here real quick. Dale Rudd in uh, with a five dollars super. You know how much you mean to us, Dale. Uh, how uh, how much says uh, how much say does Rogers really have in a potential trade landing spot? I don't think he has a no trade clause, so couldn't Green Bay send them him wherever he they want? Um, you know they they could if they wanted to, uh, but then you know. Rogers has the ability just to retire kind of as we were talking about the other day. Well, when the Broncos traded Plummer to any team that they wanted, which was, which was Tampa Bay and he didn't want to go there. He just straight up retired. So if you send him, uh, you know, let's, let's say you send him to Houston. Let's think of the worst possible situation. Somehow he gets to Houston. He's going to retire. So he, they, they, he does have control over it. And at the same time, Green Bay does not want to look petty and send him to a, a horrible team where the situation is just as bad and it's going to be just as volatile. Uh, you know, it just looks bitter on the Green Bay Packers part. So I think with the Green Bay Packers understanding that Broncos are the number one team that Rodgers is interested in, they're going to do their best to make that deal happen just to smooth over all the, you know, smooth everything over as much as they can at this point. Well, he does and he doesn't in terms of
3: have say in where he goes. But the, for the Packers, who really, you know, they have the most control in this situation. But if the Packers were to acquiesce and say, all right, fine, this is not something that can be salvaged, let's try and make this as much of a win win for both parties as possible. Let's send Aaron somewhere he wants to go, and let's get the best possible trade package in return that we can. Um, but even then, I mean, the the Green Bay Packers have to acquiesce. He does not have a trade a no trade clause. You're right on that, Dale. So it, to the letter of the law, he could get a phone call right now from Brian Gutekunst, the GM, saying, "Hey, Aaron, hope you've been well. By the way, we just traded you to you know Tim too, right?" And Aaron does not have control over that other than as John elucidated he could just say oh really cool 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 I retire but that's not going to happen because John the Green Bay Packers do have a legacy to protect relative to Aaron Rodgers this is you know one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever wear an NFL jersey and you know when you think of the Green Bay Packers quarterback pantheon in uh chronological order Bart Starr Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers and those are three, you know, Aaron will end up in the Hall of Fame. These are, this is not something that you play with. Now, depending on the personality of the GM and the executives making the decision, sometimes that's a consideration that they just don't really bother with, depending on, you know, um, I don't know how, what kind of guy they are. All right. But in this case, I think that it's something they're going to be a lot more cognizant of because the way things shook out with Brett Favre. Hey, they thought they had it made in the shade when they dealt him to the New York Jets. They're like, hey, different conference, you know, we're good. And then he ends up in freaking Minnesota. That was their worst nightmare, dude. Imagine Peyton Manning when the Colts cut him in 2012, ending up, you know, suiting up for the Titans, which almost happened. That was one of the big suitors for his services or the Texans or, you know, uh, the Jaguars. It would be sacro, it would be, uh, uh, well, I, I did it again, John. I want to say sacrosanct. What's the opposite? It would be sacrilegious. Thank you. Sacrilegious. Yeah. Um, and so it's, these are things that got to balance. But at the end of the day, this is still a moot point, a moot point until and unless Green Bay acquiesces and says, all right, we'll start listening to offers, Aaron. Where's your preference? And we've heard reports, John, from Benjamin Albright, that he wants to be in Denver. So if that's true, that gives the Denver Broncos a massive, massive edge in any competition to win his services via trade.
4: But I don't think that gives them a discount at the same time. No discount. It's still going to be more advantageous for a deal to be done that way, though.
3: Michaela, what's up? Good to see you. The Duchess is in the hizzy. Uh, She says, number one, I'm tired of Rodgers. Number two, you sound great. Uh, Chad, nice cave. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I'm not in a, uh, I'm still on my, on my property. <clears throat> for those of you who don't know real quick synopsis, John, one day I'm walking to home Depot for some probably fertilizer or something. And as I'm walking, I see these tough sheds that I've seen a million times, but this time as I'm walking right next to them, I have a little light bulb that goes off and goes, wait a minute. I walked into one. I'm looking around. This is a 200 square foot building that I'm in now. And I'm like, yeah, I got the caught the vision, talked to my wife and I, came up with an idea, boom. So this is a tough shed that is right outside my back door in my backyard on my RV pad at my home, all right, my property. And uh, I got internet set up to it. I had to have electrical ran to it. It was a big, long freaking process. I mean, it, we started this process right bef- after I got back, John, from vacation to Florida, which was uh, beginning of April. And this is the first time I've actually been able to utilize this new studio in any way shape or form so and we're just getting started so thank you Michaela you know we love you appreciate you
4: yeah Michaela I just want to say I followed in your footsteps like you went first and uh, by seeing you go I was able to make it on the show so you gave me the confidence thank you so much Michaela I hope you know that I really do mean that I was delighted when you came on and yeah you made it a lot easier for me uh, just saying hello um, Edward wants
3: to come back on the show, and that's something we can definitely make happen, my friend. Yeah, uh, let me this flies, is about if he lands, I'm gonna go after him, guys. I'm gonna roll up <laughs> one of these. Um, let me just take a quick look here. Uh, July is pretty well booked up. We've got Christian this coming Sunday. Christian um de Jesus.
1: Yeah. Um, great.
3: Uh, you know what? We got the 21st actually is open. Ed. If you want to come on, holler at me, shoot me an email or message me on Facebook and, and we'll uh, see about getting that set up here.
4: And we may be getting someone coming on uh, a Wednesday sooner or later. So, you know, we, sometimes things change and, you know, we have availability. You never know. So nope. appreciate that. All right. Let me see here. I want to grab
3: Dave. Thanks, man. I hope you uh, read your chapters, my friend. I hope you read your chapters. Cause This next episode coming up this weekend, this fly, guys, it's driving me nuts, um, is when things really get interesting on the whole Elway career and resume. It's going to be fun. All right, this one from Jaden, and then let's start talking corners
4: here. Let's do that.
3: Jaden Torres, thank you for that support, my friend. It really does mean a lot to us. Hope you know that. He says, what's up, guys? Locked and loaded for 2021 and going to the Washington game. Oh, that'll be fun, dude. That'll be fun. Be yeah, cool. it's a shame, John, that Dwayne Haskins is not still hanging his hat with the Washington football team because you would get the 2019 quarterback class roadshow. Right, you'd get Drew Locke going against Daniel Jones and the Giants, then you'd get a matchup with Haskins uh, and the and the Washington team. So, but that's really cool. Congrats, Jaden.
4: Yeah, I think uh, the big unfortunate thing with Haskins not being in that game is. Not a lot of interceptions uh, that could have happened that would have made that a really enjoyable game for you, Jaden. Uh, you know you know the Broncos would have been able to get uh, take advantage of that with the defense they're building there. But uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that super chat uh, very much. So. I'm
3: grabbing two from Albert real quick, one of Will our do. superstars and great super supporters. He says, I don't know who signed up on Facebook yet, talking about being a supporter of MHH on Facebook, but if you haven't, you're missing out. This is a testimonial to take heed, gang. The book club was great. We are covering an awesome book. And we're just getting started. We're going to go from, I kind of want to, I'm going to do a poll and I'll let the the super supporters dictate what the next book is. I'll list some options. But um, the next one I want to do is Slow Getting Up from, excuse me, former Broncos tight end, Nate Jackson, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal book. Um, And then Albert confirming, we have a hotel room reserved for September 26th, the week three home opener in which we're going to have a big old, MHH meet and greet right outside the stadium at Empower Field at Mile High. Yours truly, Buona Beast, Zach Kelberman, Eric Trickle, Lance Sanderson. I'm sure we'll have Mike Evans there. I'm hoping we'll have Kenneth Booker there. I know we'll have Luke there. It is going to be a who's who. It's going to be a guest. All of the opportunities that we unfortunately missed out on in the meet and greet we're going to do at the draft last year, we're going to more than make up for that. September 26th. So, Albert, going to be cool
4: to see you and your very awesome wife, Michelle. Give yeah, her our best. It's going to be great to be able to interact with all of you, be able to you know put a face uh, to your names, and that way you know we can start talking football even more closely, more interactively. Trust me, it's just going to be a good time. We're all going to have more fun. We're all going to be talking more Broncos football together. You're going to have a good time. If I
3: kill a fly on camera, will I be canceled? <laughs> I mean, Uh, these these are considerations. I'm just joking, guys. Um, (laughs) Yes, Sam. That was so funny. Last time I heard that one, I laughed laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Another stepbrothers. Love it, dude. Love it. Movie reference.
5: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Okay, John, without further ado, uh,
3: guys, any other topics, questions, supers, get them in. We're not done. We're only 31 minutes into tonight's live stream. Yeah. John, cool. John is going to be there. We look forward to meeting you, my friend. It's going to be really fun. Um, all right, so, John, let since I know you put some prep into your list. Yeah, Let's go five to one. Who are your top five Denver Broncos corners all time?
4: So five was really difficult for me. Um, so I'm going to have first some honorable mentions. I wanted to put Dre Bly on here just because I thought the potential of that Broncos defense at the end of that Shanahan era where it had all those defensive backs, where it was uh champ Bailey, Dre Bly, Uh, kanoi kennedy forget who the other safety was slipping off of my uh the head right now but i thought that team could have been really just a great defense if the front four could have made a little bit of push uh if you remember john engelberg was one of the was one of the yes the as you know the broncos that were basically all former top uh, first round picks by the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns you remember they call them the Denver Brown Coast yes they did and unfortunately I felt like if the Broncos were able to hit on a draft pick ooh, there so if God. they were able to hit a draft pick there m- like maybe Jarvis Moss would have came out the gate and really hit it and you know made something of himself that would have been a huge difference maker on that defense so that's my um, one of my Side notes, I have as well as Darren Williams just because he's such a great guy um, and, unfortunately, how uh, his, his career came to an end uh, with that shooting. Um, finally, um, my other last one who just missed the list is Akib Tlaib. He belongs on here. I know – I'm going to let someone else take that if, if they want to. My number five, starting with it, is Billy Thompson – 1969, he was drafted by the Denver Broncos. Spent his whole entire career in Denver from 1969 to 1981. Uh, was a three-time Pro Bowler, a one-time uh, All-Pro. Uh, you know, really just an all a great Bronco, all-around great abilities. Just never really made it, you know, beyond a Ring of Fame kind of player. So really excited about him. You want me to keep going, or do you want to take your number okay, five now? Keep
3: going, keep going. And then at the very end, summarize them again, just the names, five through one.
4: Will do. So then for number four, for me, I have Ray Crockett. Um, He was a 1989 draft pick, round four by the Lions. Uh, You know, he played a few years with the Lions. Then finally came free agent, was able to come here in 94 to Denver 2000. And in that time, he did the biggest part of, of his career, which was winning two Super Bowl championships, being the key cornerback, I feel, um, compared to you get your Atwaters and your other safeties that were such big hitters, you had Ray Crockett there to be kind of one of those security blanket uh, kind of uh, cornerbacks. Two again, two time Super Bowl winning champion that really makes him uh, above and beyond some of the other ones, as well as a Denver Broncos 50th anniversary team. So uh, big, big important guy there. Uh, number three, Chris Harris Jr undrafted Kansas. We love our undrafted players here. Um, You know, he spent a great amount of years from uh, 2011 to 2019. Um, Unfortunately, he left the way he did. It doesn't take anything away from what he was able to do. Part of being the no fly zone, Uh, Super Bowl 50 champion was an all pro one year, uh, part of the 2010 all decades team as well. And also, you know, was able to uh, do a lot of different uh, interceptions. I think he had 20, uh, while he was in Denver. And, you know, to be fair, he did take a lot of home down discounts early on in his career. Um, from there, I got Lewis Wright, uh, from San Jose, uh, state 1970. I was worried
3: for a second. You weren't going to mention him, but
4: thank God. Yes. This one, um, I was very, I found something interesting about him and we'll talk about that maybe a little bit, but he's, he's my number two. Uh, he was a 17, uh, First-round pick, 17th overall by the Broncos. Spent 12 years in Denver, five-time Pro Bowler, uh, four-time, first-time All-Pro. This guy has the making a lot of a Hall of Famer, unfortunately. He should be in the Hall
3: of Fame. It is an egregious miscarriage of football justice. This dude is not enshrined. Sorry, go on.
4: Yeah, 1970s All-Decade team. Uh, He's part of the Broncos' ring of fame. Uh, you know, when it came to electing him to anything, the uh, the Professional Football Research Association named uh, Wright to be uh, in the Hall of Very Good in the class of 2016. That just doesn't make sense to me for someone who was on the 1970s All-Decade Team, playing in in a different era, of five Pro Bowls for half of that, four first-team All Pros really just an amazing player and a lot of bias there probably by being in Denver. Uh, And number one, uh, I can leave a lot here. It's Champ Bailey. Um, You know, what else can you say that uh, then what he did in Denver speaks for itself. Want to say a little bit about as a Redskin, he learned from Deion Sanders and Daryl Green, great opportunity for him, which led to all his success with the Broncos, Uh, Hall of Famer, first ballot, what else do you want to know? 2000s All-Decade all, all decade team, Ring of Famer. He's, he's number one for the Broncos.
3: Yes, indeed. Uh, to save the suspense, as much as I just highly regard Louis Wright, Champ Bailey is number one, top corner in Denver Broncos history, and it's a shame he wasn't an original draft pick, but hey, man, he played the vast majority of his career here, and so – Oh man, I just went on a, I just went on a, uh, you you got me down the rabbit hole on Louie Wright, but let me, let me just go ahead and list mine. All right, real quick in order from five to one, pardon me. It goes like this. I've got a keep to leave at number five, Ray Crockett, whose career was not uber prolific in terms of stacking up a lot of individual accolades like pro bowls and all pros and all that, but Without him, do the Broncos win two Super Bowls? Probably. But he was a big key contributor on that defense, man. He was a very key guy. So two rings contributed to a world championship, uh, followed by Chris Harris uh, at number three, Louie Wright, Champ Bailey. All right. Now, if I were to include this, expand it to a top 10, um, I'd probably have to put a little bit more thought into it, but I would put Thompson on there. I would put – I'd probably put Darren Gordon on there. I'd probably put – let me think. Who else? Mm. I don't know. I'd have to give that some thought. I'd have to give that some thought. Definitely – no, not Bradley Roby. Not Bradley no, Roby.
4: No, Bradley Roby deserves his own little segment. And, hey, we appreciate what you did that season – I enjoyed meeting him the one time I did actually, um, but hey, he's he's not a he, he's going to be staying soon, longer with another team versus versus the Broncos. John,
3: this was this safety you were trying to think,
4: Mick Ferguson. Thank you so much, and yep. uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, going back to those those safeties and what they were trying to do with the back seven compared to what the front four was able to establish uh, actually establish. Casey says
3: uh, includes Tyrone Braxton, which you got to go way back <clears throat> on Braxton. He was a key contributor on the Super Bowl squad as a free safety, but he did begin his Broncos career as a corner. So I, I would probably put Tyrone Braxton in my top ten if if push came to shove. But I, that I didn't really think beyond the top five. So I'd have to give that some thought, but Tyrone Braxton at the very least would absolutely be in that conversation. But let me just read to you something real quick here, John. All right. This is something I'm going to go ahead and do a, a share screen here. Uh, Thomas Hall, who does a phenomenal job for mile high huddle as kind of our um, analytics guy. He's also kind of decided to over the years, I shouldn't say decided, but he's just kind of specialized in, Pounding the table as a as a Hall of Broncos Hall of Fame snub scholar, okay. And if there's anyone pounding the table harder for Randy Gratishar to finally get in the Hall, besides Tom, I don't know who it is. Tom is the, his most ardent champion, and the same for Louis Wright. All right, who, as you can see here, played from '75 to '86. I'm just going to read some of this stuff real quick. Before the term "shutdown corner" was coined, this is Thomas Hall. Wright was closing down one side of the field for the Broncos in the 70s and 80s. Quarterbacks rarely threw at right, which is one of the reasons, John. He's not in the Hall of Fame is because he didn't stack prolific stats because qu- quarterback just didn't go to him. Dan Fouts, the Hall of Fame former Charger quarterback, has been quoted saying, we had to shy away from him and that was not easy because he was on their left side, our right side. And it seems like you throw more passes to that side of the field. You do if you're righty. a hall of fame quarterback saying he was afraid to throw at right is a pretty solid endorsement. Sure. Wright was a tall and fast player who performed great in all that he was asked to do on the field. He stuck to receivers like glue so much so that he was asked to defend the opposing team's best receiver with no help. That's the Mark gang of a true shutdown corner. Many of the great corners look more like matadors than football players when a running back is speeding towards them, but not Wright. He was superb in run support and could hit hard. If asked to build the prototype corner for success in the NFL, Wright is who would be constructed. He was 6'2", 200 pounds, had incredible athleticism. He was a track star at San Jose State, very fast. He was a savvy player who was excellent at press coverage, rarely beaten by receivers, and a sure tackler. Now, here's where it gets interesting, John. Wright earned a spot on the 70s NFL All-Decade team and is the only cornerback on that list who has not been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What may be even more surprising is the fact that he has never even been a finalist. This is an incredible injustice. Of the 22 defenders selected for this best-of-the-best team by decade, talking about the 70s, of those 22 guys, 17 of them are in Canton. The biggest knock on Wright is his low interception total. It is tough to get a lot of interceptions, though, when quarterbacks were afraid to throw your way. The voters love to point to stats when considering players for the Hall, which is unfortunate in Wright's case. However, stats do not tell the entire story, as we can plainly see, because in his 12-year career, Wright was selected to the Pro Bowl five times, was a first-team All-Pro twice, helped the Broncos get to two Super Bowls, and was voted as All-Pro all conference many times that back in the day they did all conference Uh, by a slew of other sports writing organizations. He was the second best player on the most, one of the most iconic defenses of all time, the orange crush, uh, defensive 77 all in John. This is what kills him. He recorded 26 picks, 11 fumble recoveries, uh, four touchdowns, fewer fans, to the game won't know this, but right played, but when right played, he was considered by many players, teammates and opponents to be the best corner in the NFL. So it is absolutely a miscarriage of justice. This dude is not in the hall of fame. And it's just another glaring example of that Bronco bias that Zach talks a lot about whenever we get on these topics.
4: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with everything that was said there. And, uh, when, when, uh, Bob is speaking about that or, or Tom, excuse me, um, it, it makes a difference because you know, they put he puts in that research, he gets the, those players prepared, and it's all it's the data is just all driven there, and, it, and you can see the difference. And uh, Zebulon coming in here really just want to get this real quickly. Um, Pat Sertan sounds like a, a Lewis Wright uh, doppelganger, he, he plays that way, and I think hopefully we see that. And uh, unlike, you know, unlike Wright. he'll he'll get the actual just, uh, just deserve. So why don't you uh, get this next one?
3: Yeah. I'm going to grab this one real quick from Raul. He wants to know what is the name of the Nate Jackson book that I referenced for Broncos book club and what makes it so special. It's called slow getting up. You can get it on Amazon, but what makes it so special is, you know, Nate Jackson, as far as NFL career is concerned, he was a, you know, a pimple on a gnats behind in terms of, you know, he didn't really last long, Came into the NFL uh, through Bill Walsh and the Niners. Ended up getting signed. Uh, he was a college free agent. Ended up getting uh, landing in Denver where he went on to have a modest – he started as a wideout and then got converted to tight end. Um, but really what the, what's cool about this book for Broncos fans is, you know, his thing is he spends a lot of time talking about just how arduous, how brutal this game is on player bodies. Uh, And that's a big part of the book. And uh, as much as I think every Broncos fan should probably know some of the things that you learn about. um, Whoa, John, my hair just got blown back. I don't even have any. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold that thought. As much as uh, I think it would be good for Broncos fans to recognize and know how much these players sacrifice um, physically. The best thing about this book is the chapter entitled Plumber's Crack. All right, a play on the term for Jake Plummer and that 2006 season he gives you a window into that locker room on what that did to the Denver Broncos when Jake Cutler was not only drafted but when Jake Plummer had the Denver Broncos sitting at 7-4 and four, well ahead in the AFC West but had lost two straight games both in the division and Mike Shanahan made the fateful decision to sit Jake Plummer down and that in and of itself, John is worth the price of admission, as they would say for the book "Slow Getting Up."
4: Yes, I agree. And uh, let's get to Pobby here. Very generous here. Um, can't say enough about what this what this means. Obviously, kind of. I'm at a loss for words here. Um, I'll go ahead and, and start reading this. And if I get, you know, if I faint, please, uh, please take over, Chad. Uh, Poppy says, and she's always so generous, says, I can't be on live stream pods as much as I want to. Uh, no worries. We understand you have plenty of things going on. Uh, my, t- uh, my today's super chat is for all of MHH pods, and I'm going on vacation for a month. Uh, we have heard a little bit about that. Not sure if you want to uh, for us to tell where you're going, but I really do hope you have a great time there. I know it's something where you can get a uh, have a lot of different things to do, do different things with whoever you have there. If it's friends, family, a lot of different things that you can do. So really happy that you're able to do that, and just showing some love and appreciation for all of you guys. Thank you, MHH family, giving us a, a heart with a uh, with an orange and blue heart. Thank you so much, Pobby. I mean, I don't get it as a often as a chance to thank you for what you mean to MHH and everyone in this chat room. It's not just, you know, the guys here, the, the Chad, and I I, believe me, it it means the world to us. You're keeping the lights on at the same time, but you mean so much to everyone that you speak to on Twitter, to everyone you speak to in these chat rooms, you make a difference in people's lives. And I hope that you're very proud of that. And you know how important you are to the MHH family and community as a whole.
3: Can't say it any better than that, Bobby, seriously. And and for what it's worth, she now co-owns the record for the biggest individual super chat in MHH history. And this already, John, coming from one of the most uh, generous and dedicated outgoing supporters of the content and the, and the information we bring to you guys on a day-to-day basis and the conversations that we spark Pobby has very much just over the last year and a half, single-handedly, nearly, right? I don't want to make light of all the other contributions from our great superstars, but she has been front and center in helping to make sure this content comes to everybody every single night. And even tonight, John, I mean, look, I had a million reasons, trust me on this. I had a million reasons not to show up tonight and do this podcast. It would have been easy, just like yesterday, where, hey, act of God, no trickles on Hey, uh, Zach's on vacation, guys. Sorry, no huddle up podcast, Be- not because Zach's on vacation, but I as soon as the camera turns off tonight, I'm back into the grind. I got a lot to do with this, this uh, studio, but I show up because of you guys. I show up because of Pavi. I show up because of Boise Man. I show up because of Stu. I show up because of each and every one of you that support us. And I don't want to say need us because that might sound a little too pretentious, but expect us you know it it really is a, a force in our personal lives all right like hey sorry honey we could be sitting down having dinner and oh gotta go guys got to sorry kids
5: kiss the wife kiss the not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl not anymore the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names clothes identities and bodies Tell Joe Biden and left wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
3: Kids, got to go turn on the camera, turn on the lights, grab the microphone and see what's going on in Bronco land uh, for our community. And, Poppy, just know that uh, it really does mean the world to us. So thank you so much, my friend. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable generosity.
4: At the same time, I've had, you know, some struggles in my life when I've been with MHH and I've had to reach out to different people in the MHH community for a little bit of support, Pobby being one of those people. So just know our relationship is not just a, it's a one way kind of thing. We love speaking with you. It's a give and take. We want to be there for you. If you need support, just like, you know, we can come to you when we need support. So uh, really uh, hats off to, to Bobby have a great vacation. Uh, looking forward to hearing all the stories when you come back. Thank you so much. And, and uh, once she ahead.
3: comes back, John, hey, it's party time. Broncos will be in training camp, preseason. They're going to be right into the thick of things. So enjoy right. that vacay, Bobby.
4: Perfect. Thank you. And let's. Uh, we have another great super from Boise, man. Who. uh tip of the hat as well. Again, uh, saying, ha Awesome. I I'm honored to be the first ever beast t-shirt giveaway winner exclusive. Thanks. My dudes, Boise, man, you deserve it. I've always enjoyed, you know, hearing your comments. These are the reasons why I come in, you know, speaking to you guys. And uh, I'm very happy that we could do that for you and uh, enjoy the shirt. And we'll get that uh, to you as, as quickly as we can. Appreciate
3: you, brother. Appreciate you. And by the way, when you shoot us the email with your deets, uh, tell us what your real name is so that it doesn't get lost in the mail. We want to make sure, even if it's a first name and a last initial or something so that the post office doesn't go, wait, what, Boise, man, what is this? Uh, I've seen it happen. So just trust on that. Uh, Real quick, John, I wanted to uh, shout out, as we're about out of time here tonight, I want to shout out, I thought I got this fly, but... This dude is they a multiply. Uh, he, he's an acrobat, this guy. Um, real quick here top star senders tonight on Facebook. Look at that. Talk about generosity. There's Claude with 350 stars. I'm Gary cool. Leeds Palmer, the legend. Andrew Baker, legendary. Zebulon Omega, Kevin Lind, who has decided to um, warp speed back to Earth after battling on the front against the Romulans to yes. be here with us in tonight's live stream Huddle Up podcast. But thanks to each and every one of you. And remember, guys, if you're on Facebook, we have a goal, 500,000 stars. When we get to 500K, we're giving away a Vaughn Miller jersey. You want in on that? And it's going to be to those who participated in the stars. So if you want in on that, the more time you starred, the more uh, numbers you get in the raffle, the more likely right. you are to be the winner of that Von Miller jersey. So thanks, and to real each and quick before
4: here. you exit. Uh, oh, so, sorry, okay. let me go back. Let me well, go back. I, I just don't get a chance usually to thank those who that are stars. Um, so I'll just go off based a little bit of my knowledge in the past. Gary Leeds Palmer, you're always being very supportive. Travis Weber, I'm sure you've uh, within that time frame. I've seen you come in here, so you might have done another. Um, you know, stars. Andrew uh, Andrew Baker. Really appreciate it. Uh, and Zebulon, of course, saving us, always keeping us at at, at ease so we can go to sleep uh, as well as Claude. Thank you so much. All of you guys uh, really appreciate you taking the time and putting in those efforts. So thank you so much. Amen. All right. Are there any other burning
3: topics you guys want us to get to? Bobby, love you. Uh, before we dip on out, we got to get going here very, very soon. Um,
4: if you see oh, something go. Over, go, go ahead and grab it.
3: Travis Weber. Good evening, guys. Just jumping in about Plummer getting benched. It was a mistake. He was one game away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, and for those of you, you know, are are live, I know a lot of you, almost all of you listen after the fact if you miss a live stream, but in case you missed it, last week I was able to uh, talk with Jake and um, there's an article up. I'm going to do a couple different articles off that conversation I had because he's making, he's a big part of this movie, you know, there was this misnomer going around out there that Jake Plummer is "quote unquote" starring in an upcoming film called Kick, centered around the CFL. Oh man, this this fly is really getting me. Um, but he's actually doesn't like that. He's not the star. He has a very small bit part where he plays uh, a, the forty year old, you know, aging veteran quarterback of the Hamilton Tie Cats. And uh, so he wanted to set the record straight. He's also doing a lot. Publicity wise, to help the film and make sure that it gets made because it's about 70% funded. They need about 800 grand left uh, to a, a gap to close before it officially starts production a four week shoot, six week edit. They're hoping that the CFL is going to step in and throw in some dollars because that would really help what has been a very struggling league, especially in the wake of the pandemic. But one of the things after we got done talking about the film, I talked to him about his career and I asked him a few things about Drew and things like that. And one thing he told me, Travis did Jake Plummer is that I asked him, I said, do you ever regret retiring after the Broncos traded you to Tampa Bay instead of going to Tampa camp, competing with Jeff Garcia, competing with Brad Johnson uh, and playing for John Gruden. And he said, you know, in my heart of hearts, my ego, um, you know, sometimes I, I, I regret it if I, if I let myself go down that path, but, um, I only planned on playing in the league for 10 years. I wanted to win a Super Bowl and retire. Oh, um, you know, that's cool, you know. But he goes, No, 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 no. My plan when we lost to the Steelers, if we had have won that game in the AFC title game in the 05 season and we advanced to the Super Bowl and we beat those Seattle Seahawks, I was going to retire. I was going to say, Thank you for everything. I'm going to go live off the money you guys gave me. It's been real. Peace out. So, yes, Jake Plummer played this game, on in all honesty, uh, for the right reasons. He didn't spend very much of the money that he made while in the league. He stacked those Benjis, and he's been living off it. I mean, he has his other uh, professional pursuits, I'm sure, that supplements um, his his family's income. But, you know, he played this game not for the fame and fortune, but for the pure joy and, and um, enjoyment of competition and brotherhood. That's why Jake Plummer played And that's what you lost when you sat Jake Plummer down. Was Jay Cutler a more uh, talented quarterback, you know, uh, in terms of like arm talent, athleticism? I don't know how you could say that he wasn't. Jay Cutler was a unicorn, but he lacked what Jake had between the ears. And I'm not just talking, John, about football IQ. I'm talking about the intangibles that is worth its weight in gold leadership. And be in the tone setter, in fact, one of the things Jake said to me, and then I want to serve this back over to you, John, is that, you know, Drew Locke, when, when I circled back to talking about Drew, he said, you know, is, he, he was kind of, it was rhetorical, but he's like, hey, is Drew Locke the leader of this team? You know, and if there's any question on that, Drew needs to be the guy uh, when camp rolls around and everybody returns back to the building to go around to each guy and say, hey, this is my team are you with me? We're going to go, you know, we're ride or die. We're going to take this to the limit. Are you with me? This is my team. And that's the kind of guy Jake was right. He was cock of the walk and not in a way where he was an arrogant, um, you know, didn't back up the, the talk with the, by walking the walk. He talked the talk, walked the walk, and thus had the utmost command and respect of his teammates in that locker room. And that's another thing, John, that people learn when you read that book, slow getting up by Nate Jackson when you get to the chapter entitled Plummer's Crap.
4: Yeah. I think uh, what everyone loved about Plumber in the end, you know, that, the, that last year, it was unfortunate how things ended up. I don't think Broncos fans really wanted Cutler in, in full honesty. They love the tools. They love what Sh- if Shanahan has a guy they have that thinks that, But they didn't realize at the time what kind of player they had in Jake Plummer. Uh, Fans were ready for something new. They said they were a quarterback away. Well, when you hear that all from the media, uh, including local media, that you're a quarterback away – well, then you're going to want to see that quarterback as quickly as possible. And and that way Plummer didn't get a fair shot to lead that team the next year, to be that leader that he's able to be. And that's why when he was shipped off immediately to to Tampa Bay, he did not want to be a leader of that team. It was not his team. So that's why he signed off. So I I agree with, with everything you said about Plummer, to be honest with you.
3: The thing you got to remember, I want to grab this real quick and then we're going to say All goodnight right. um, from, um, where to go? I just had it, about him checking out. Oh, here we go, from Casey. Um, Plummer never really seemed to recapture the magic of that 05 season. He seemed checked out in the last game of the 06 season after Cutler got hurt when, and we were in the playoffs. All right, so you got to remember, Jake threw two passes in that game. Jake Cutler played almost the entire game, and yes, that was a game that was decided by a field goal, but Jake Plummer stepped in after five weeks of inactivity and basically being emasculated of, in the eyes of his teammates in terms of, you know, th- th- it was taken from him. He had led them almost to the top of the mountain. He had been to the playoffs every year he was in Denver after I think going one time. He presided over that one Cardinals team, from the time he entered the league, uh, what was it, John? It was either 97 or 98, uh, but they only went to the playoffs once. 97. And and it was a miracle-type deal to even getting to the playoffs. So it's not like the Broncos signed Jake Plummer and in the same way that they signed Peyton, it was a guaranteed playoff spot. I mean, Jake Plummer was still, even though he's a veteran, he was very much an unproven veteran. I mean, he had, he had a lot raw, kind of loosey-goosey, liked to – Um, you know, improvise and he was a playmaker, but he also could cost you. He came to Denver and that marriage uh, between him and Shanahan combined with the Shanahan rushing attack, it was a match made in football heaven. And I submit had Shanahan stayed a little more patient. He probably retires as the head coach of the Denver Broncos on his own terms. Good chance. He probably still goes on to win a championship with Plummer uh, instead of things going the way they were, but, Back to his point about Plummer not recapturing the magic. Well, dude, he had the Denver Broncos at 7-4, and and yes, he wasn't as statistically proficient in 06 as he had been the year prior. I mean, he went from being called in the media Jake the Snake to no mistake Jake in 05 because of how efficient he was. Didn't turn the ball over. He was just a stud. 06 wasn't quite the same. I agree with you on that front, but I just think it's a little unfair to say when he came back into that game, in the season finale against the Niners and Alex Smith. uh, He got two chances to throw the ball. He is, he was the epitome of cold and the Broncos, if I'm being frank, John, and I'm old enough to remember this game. And that night of course was the tragic night. Um, Yeah, that was the night Darren Williams lost his life later that night, but the team had checked out. was my point.
4: Yeah. Uh, When it came to Plummer, there were so many different things when I'm thinking about him. He, As you said, he brought to the game that, you know, hey, Manning couldn't do – he couldn't do what Manning does and Manning couldn't do what he did. Uh, What what Plummer brought to you was a different kind of offense that you could run, and I think the Broncos got the most out of Plummer than any team could have ever gotten out of him as well, by the way. And uh, that's I think that's why he was hurt so much because – uh, as well because he felt like he could lead that team to a super bowl to give in another year as you said another year of development to give me a give me another weapon spend a little bit of extra money uh things like that let's have a few guys take a little less money to bring in a few extra guys we are so close let's make one last push instead picks were traded and uh yeah then we're, we're on to the color era
3: and casey's point about well look at how the difference between when Peyton came in in week 17 in 2015 uh, compared to Plummer, my dude. All right. Let me, let me tell you, Peyton Manning entered to start the second half. All right. He got an entire half to get into a groove. And yeah, he, when he entered the field, I mean, man, it was with a bang. He led the Broncos immediately on a, uh, I think it was an 80 yard drive for a touchdown. I think he threw the ball once, maybe twice. It was all, you know, checking at the line of scrimmage, audible going from, you know, they're showing heavy on the right side. So we audible to run left. You needed that football brain of Peyton and the team rallied around him in Jake's case. Let me tell you exactly how many snaps he got in that game. Uh, week 17. Let me see here. Um, is it going to show me snaps on PFR? Let me see. Hmm, dang. I thought it would show me snaps guys.
4: I'm sorry. Real quick on, on Jake Plummer though. One thing I loved about him was that he would act a little bit different at times. I remember he was one of the few quarterbacks who did a left-handed throw, and he completed it. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. I I mean, for some reason, there was something about him where he had some magic to him. As we're always talking about mile-high magic, he had some of that going for him that made a big difference and made it feel like a fun team when I was watching them compete As as a younger fan still learning how to watch the game. It was a fun team to watch with a lot of hopes of getting to the Super Bowl and getting past the Steelers and other teams like that.
3: It was a disappointment the way his career ended in Denver. And, you know, but once that's the thing, you know, once Shanahan made the decision to go away from Plummer to Cutler, you can't go back. I mean, that's it, or else you're wasting a first round pick. So, um, yeah, I'm always going to wonder what could have been had mike shanahan just showed a little bit more patience a little bit more but guys that's going to do it for tonight's episode of the huddle up podcast thanks to each and every one of you for being with us mile high salute to all of our super chat superstars and big ups to poppy for tying slash setting the individual super chat record still i'm like looking at them just I, it just means so much to us so thanks yes. and john Dude, Zach will be back tomorrow night, of course, but you've held it down with authority, I must say, my friend. So Thank well you. Done I appreciate Thursday that. night and tonight.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh hopefully I think I'm filling in next week as well for uh MHI. So again, if you if you like what I'm doing, I'll be filling in a little bit more here and there. So I appreciate it, guys. It was it was a blast. It really was.
3: Um, we also probably ought to get you for once we roll out our YouTube membership, which is just very soon, guys. I know you've heard me say that, but I promise you, before the season starts, there will be, a, and probably, in fact, before training camp starts, a membership option, which is going to give you access to additional content, more access to us. It's going to be fun. Uh, but, John, we're going to have to give you, like, your own unique show, Bronco History, Bronco this, that, or the other. We'll come up with something, but I yeah. think I think the community would dig
4: that. I'd love it, definitely.
3: definitely. All right, guys, uh, we gotta we got to dip on out of here. Thanks again to all of you. Connect with us on Twitter at Huddle up Pod at MileHighHuddle. Huddle. John on Twitter at John KMHH, myself at Chad and Jensen, and Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL. Make sure you give us a like and a follow on Facebook, the Huddle Up Podcast page. Either open up the app on your phone and search Huddle Up Podcast or navigate on a browser, Facebook.com slash Huddle Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Also kindly be consider becoming a supporter of MileHighHuddle Huddle on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. You'll see the big blue button at the top. You're at click that five bucks a month, cancel anytime you're in like Flynn. Just like Albert said, you get access to Broncos book club with yours truly plus uh, Kelberman's corner and the trickle zone each and every week. And then also guys, the merch store huddle Get your swag on much love to you all. Make sure you subscribe like the video guys. Hey, we might not have agreed on every take, even Casey. We might disagree on Jake Plummer. If you respect the effort, Give us a like. It's a huge thing you can do. Another thing you can do is make sure you head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. All right? That's another organic thing you can do to help really support us and get this channel, get this podcast, get this content in front of other Broncos fans just like you, wandering the desert, unaware we're out here waiting to embrace them. So, John, have a great start to your week, my friend, and uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow night.
4: See you guys tomorrow night. Go
3: Broncos.
2: You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the
5: conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore.